Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Dirt and Sprague. Guys, this weekend ain't about bricking stocks and bonds. It's about football! It's about getting your ass up off of your lazy ass, yelling for your team, and saying, let's go, balls! Damn it! With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brandon Sprague. And for the love of God, people, quit doing the freaking wave. Are you kidding me? The wave? Jesus. Nobody does the wave anymore. Yeah, the Billy Bobs do it in NASCAR at the racetrack because there's nothing else to do there except meow, 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 and watch the damn cars go in circles and wait for a wreck. Dirt and Sprague on 1080. Damn it, son! Do y'all hear me? The Fan. Hey, let's do this. Final hour. Dirt and Sprague here on Portland Sports Leader 1080. The Fam, 99.5 HD2, the Odyssey app. Word on the street is this is our last week in a makeshift office. The streets are saying this is yeah. a week from today we will be debuting in our new studio. Yes. That's what the streets are saying, and sometimes the streets is lying. Sometimes you can't listen to the streets. It would be appropriate on Halloween to enter the uh, the new studios, see what uh, ghosts or spirits may be in there <laughs> I for actually us. might have to make a Halloween open. I had a couple of those back Ooh, in the day. And, you did, uh, yeah. Dirt thought they were ridiculous because <laughs> they were. <laughs> You're a Halloween guy, man. You know, yeah, we can have a Halloween open. But we're having a party on Saturday, and I'm going to tell you on a Monday, uh-huh. that, that house ain't that, that house is Your house ready. isn't ready? Oh, like a haunt? Are you doing like a haunted house thing? Yeah, or just no, in general? Just, just a general kind of party. Uh, We're doing a game. We're kind of creating like a makeshift game that mm-hmm. involves character or whatever, but uh, not ready. <laughs> Stressful as hell. Have fun this week. I had a I had a nervous breakdown for about 20 minutes because I burned a corn dog while I watched the Huskies cow <laughs> game. It was it was a whole thing, man. We'll get to corn dogs a little bit later on in the final hour here. Uh, let's get to it, though. I, there, I I had two thoughts yesterday as I'm waking up. I got up early, got some stuff done, made some chili, got it in the crock pot, watching football. I have two observations. One, why are the Blazers playing a 1230 game on Sunday? That kind of caught me off guard. Two, why are the Lakers favored in this game? And I didn't really know the answer to either of those, but I ended up watching at least uh, most of the second half because I had kind of forgotten about it in the first half. There's just too much going on. But second half rolls around. I'm like, all right, let's go, baby. Let's watch some of this game. The Blazers end up winning 106-104. Thank you, Russell Westbrook. Damian Lillard goes off again, hits a big three, taps the wrist. And don't look now, folks. Your Portland Trailblazers are 3-0 after an opening night win in Sacramento, a come-from-behind win in their home opener in overtime with, with Lillard whispering in the ear of DeAndre Ayton at the free-throw line. 
and then a win on the road against the still winless Los Angeles Lakers. Here we are, 3-0, and baby. Well, the unfortunate thing of doing a show Monday and having all of that football to react to and the Blazers winning another game since is we didn't get to talk about Friday's situation where Lillard pulled a LeBron on Gilbert Arenas and basically said, are you built for this? I don't think you can make these. And DeAndre missed the first free throw. Now, he did miss the second one perfectly and gave them a good look, but that was a hell of a win. Let's not... Let's not undersell the fact that they beat Phoenix at home. I thought that, okay, good win against Sacramento. Sacramento is winless still. The Lakers stink. But Phoenix is a better team talent-wise. I don't think we would argue that, and yet here we go. I I think it's pretty easily definable of what you're seeing is just a team play hard. Because if you look at just stats, stats-wise, it doesn't always make sense. Like, Ant isn't having a great start to his his game shooting-wise. Not at all. He was he was pretty bad yesterday. Nurkic is rebounding just fine. I thought he was good against Phoenix. He had six points yesterday. Um, and Josh Hart's a rebounding machine, but he's not lighting up the box score. Point. Like, you just look around, and it's like Lillard's going off, and then all these other guys are just chipping in just enough and making the right plays. We'll see if, if the chickens come home to roost today against Denver because they have that's a brutal back-to-back. I actually kind of like the mid-afternoon game on a weekend. You even mix it up with an NFL Sunday. Like, I get it in, like, April or, you know, when, when you're to that point in the year, it's more understandable. Well, because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if it's in primetime or midday. Like, what does that matter? If you're a Blazer fan, you're going to watch that game no matter what. That's true. And it was kind of nice having it on a secondary screen and not worrying about being up till 9 o'clock at night on my Sunday. Like, I can do what I need to do on Sunday evening um, and, then, and then just kind of get ready for the show and go to bed. But it, it's been fun. You know, I, I don't know how sustainable it is. Um, I am impressed by the 3-0 start because I was the one sounding the alarm a little bit in preseason and saying, look at that schedule, and they're 3-0 and so far. But I just don't know how sustainable it is. What I will say is they're going to lose games. I still am not going to change any pick I've made. Shaden Sharp continues to be the thing for me. As good as Dame's been, as fun as Jeremy and Josh have been, when Shaden Sharp is in the game, I'm like, I'm like visibly watching just him even in plays where he doesn't have the ball I'm watching him in the corner because I love that they're able to play this way win games and still bring along a top seven pick so win win draft the alley-oop to him yesterday <laughs> I mean his almost put back dunk that he damn near tomahawked back was unbelievable he had a, a near I don't know if they ended up keeping the goaltending call or not late in that game but no, they had, kept it they, they kept it but that yeah. play where his head I mean he had to duck his head at the last second to he jumped darn near the free throw line. That was a bad call, by the way. I thought so, too. The but ball the, was not on the rim. The fact that he almost hit his head on the backboard flying the way that he was flying, uh, it, it was a lot of fun. I'm with you on Sharp. He's been a nice, pleasant surprise. He hasn't gone off shooting-wise like he did in the first game, but he looks competent out there. He doesn't look lost. You're not worried about him You're when not you put worried. him in. And yeah. he's, gonna, he's, he's got confidence to still take his shots. Like He gets an open look, a matchup that he likes. He's going to fire away. He's not questioning or second-guessing himself. He's grabbing rebounds. He's playing pretty decent on-ball defense. Like... The guy, you, he, he deserves to be a part of your rotation, and that is a welcome sign three games in, no matter where the rest of the year goes. I, I think it's it's almost twofold. One, I think your point of, like, hey, they're, they're going to lose games. Of course they're going to lose games. Like, tonight might be the night. Denver's tough. It's the second of a back-to-back. You were in Los Angeles yesterday. Denver was hanging out here. Like, that's not an easy situation. The fact that you're winning games and you really haven't gotten it going totally from your backcourt tandem, to me, is a, is a major positive. But one of the reasons that I thought Portland was going to be slightly better than some coming into the year was the thing that has carried you now the last two games. Like I just, I think sometimes when you have an injury or a bad season, you forget about a player. And I think some people, and then had the bad opening night as well on top of it, 
I, I think a lot of people just forgot Damian Lillard's a really good basketball player, and he has the ability to carry you in games and hit big-time shots in games. And he did largely against Phoenix. He didn't get a lot of help around him against Phoenix. He went off in that game. It looked like, he, what did he have, 25 at the half, 28 at the half, whatever it was. Goes off again yesterday, and you're down by two or whatever. You need a big bucket late. Who's knocking down the dagger three and looking over to the courtside seats and tapping his wrist? It's the letter O. He's back, and he has the ability to do this for you. And as long as he's healthy and he's playing like this, there's that Damian Lillard effect of when he's healthy, you don't miss the playoffs, and you're largely a top six seed in the West. Well, and I think you look at the West, too, and, and uh, this is such early conversation, but like you, you kind of have to play this game, and that's what's fun about long sports seasons. Like, Look at the Lakers. Yeah. Right, like you can say, well, the Blazers barely beat the Lakers, who are awful. They're like less than they're last in every category. Westbrook, what are you doing? But like the Lakers, do they look like that's going to turn around? They're going to pay a hefty price just to get out of the Westbrook situation, or they're going to have to tell him to stop shooting the ball. And I don't, you know, I don't know if either one is going to happen. Yeah, good luck with that. Right, Phoenix is a little shaky. The Pelicans are like Utah's three and zero. So this season's going to correct course correct itself in some ways. But I think what's in what's kind of uh, exciting for Portland is getting off to the start, beating the team that you have, and then also just the style of play, right? Like you mentioned Dame. I'm glad you brought up Dame. Bill Simmons in two games has gone from Dame's not the dude anymore to I apologize, <laughs> I'm an idiot. Yeah. And I think that just kind of speaks to more the national narrative stuff and how ridiculous it can get. But did you know that 41% of their rebounds are push tempo? Like, that's the other part of this that's fun, is this team has guys athletically... Yeah that when they get the ball, they go. Like, how many times did Al Farouk Aminu get a rebound and push the tempo? Rarely ever. But when he did, what was your reaction? Because it was the same as mine. No, 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 no. Pass it, pass it, pass it, pass it, pass it. Jeremy can go. Josh Hart can go. Shaden can go. Ant can go. Dame can go. Like, you've got, like, five guys that can push tempo. Yeah. Now, it's not always ending in buckets, but having that kind of percentage for this team – we heard for years they were going to push. They were going to go run faster. They never did. Well, why? Because the roster was not constructed as such. When you get a Jeremy Grant involved, and then you get a healthy Dame with Ant and Josh Hart, it changes it. Even Justice can do it, right? And so I, I think you just look at the way they play stylistically. It's more fun to watch them play like the Toronto Raptors, a group of super hyper-athletic guys that can switch spots. They're deficient in a lot of ways. The roster is not perfect. After Nurk, there's not a lot of big help, but it's just fun. And and you talk about the ant play here and, and not getting a lot of help. You're not wrong, but I think what sticks out to me in three games, Phoenix, Dame has a cooking. Who shoots the go-ahead shot? Anthony Simons. Uh, yesterday against the Lakers, Dame has it cooking. What we think is a day t- Dame time three ends up not being a Dame time three. Who gets the final look? Jeremy Graham. Okay, so Dame has mentioned it in the postgame. The tempo has been fun to watch, but also there's just trust. There's trust from the coaching staff all the way through the roster. And I think that's what helps make a team that if they're going to surprise people in the league and be a playoff team, you need that. You really do. I, I the, the point on Simons, I thought Dame was was spot on in the aftermath of that game, saying he I need him to know that I have that trust in him. And that that's the kind of leadership savviness that you get from Dame of, understanding that that's more important in the long term than him taking one shot in one game. That getting that moment for Anthony Simons, that the like a running hook, like how awesome was that in overtime 
to win the game. It's it's huge for his confidence later on in the season to not only say like, all right, this isn't a tanking team where I'm playing 25 minutes. This is a team that's going to be relevant all year. I can hit the game-winning shot. But also Dame being back, like this is his team. He trusts me in this moment. And I love instilling that in him. How good is Jeremy Grant in though, man? Like I, I had him I, and Josh Hart, I think, have been amazing. Amazing. I had high expectations for Jeremy Grant. He's the kind of player that you, you haven't really had alongside Dame, a guy that is a lengthy defender, super athletic, can handle the ball. He can knock down an open shot. And then in the moments where you need him the most, as you point out in that last possession, he goes up low post on LeBron I think and he finds the, a way to score. I also think he – I think statistically, I think Danny said this yesterday, uh, I think he's the best catch-and-shoot three-pointer in the NBA right now. That's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. When you get a guy that's that big and is shooting the ball at that clip, yeah, yeah, he's shooting 75% from three on the season. Even even taking oh, – that might be the best in the entire league. <laughs> um, but even taking point like, – because it, sometimes it's simplistic for people, a box score count. 16 points yesterday, that feels like a great game. But even in the Phoenix game, I think he finished with six. It, it, him and Josh aren't always going to give you the stats in the points department. But what I think they do is so important for the team that it still feels like even if they're struggling from the field, it's a really productive amount of minutes. Yeah. And it's just nice. to. This is the best four we've had. I, you have to go back quite some time. They just haven't had this kind of player. And so I think it kind of maybe gives you a glimpse into the model of, of the way Cronin's viewing this. Again, I, I cited this before. They kind of remind me of a less big but similar version of the Raptors. They just got a lot of dudes out there that are switchable, they're hyper-athletic, and they use all that. And that's kind of what you're seeing three games in. They're fun to watch. I said that out for the opener. I'll say it again. I don't know what their final record is going to be. I like their ability to hit the over, especially with a 3-0 start and the way the schedule sets up in the second half of the year. They're more enjoyable to watch. They're athletic. They push the tempo. Dame's back. Like It's a breath of fresh air for for Blazer fans. It really is. Uh, For the last season and kind of the the Monday nature of the roster year in and year out. It's been enjoyable. They got Denver tonight. We'll see if they can push it to 4-0. But Portland with a perfect weekend, uh, beating Phoenix on Friday night in overtime and then beating the Lakers in a close game yesterday with a nice fourth quarter comeback. So there you go. Blazers off to a great start. Uh, Let's get into the college football world outside of Oregon and Oregon State. All the things that happen around the country that we haven't talked about. The Huskies are going bowling as well. They got a nice little win down on the road against Cal. So dive into the rest of the college football slate. We'll do that next on the T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Who amongst us hasn't looked at a corn dog and thought, talk dirty to me, corn dog? I'm so upset because I saw this video and I just had happened to make a decision. Didn't know what to make for dinner Saturday. And I, I wanted to homemade corn dogs. I had cornbread mix. I love cornbread. And uh, I had a pack of hot dogs. And I looked up a video and I said, I, I can do this. I can make a corn dog. Dirt, I had this corn dog. I didn't have a, like a proper corn dog stick, which is actually an underrated part of the corn dog process. Okay. I, yeah, I would think. I was using a chopstick. Oh, all right. Not great, but it was doable. And I dipped it properly in the cornbread mix. And then you're supposed to just. Put it in some oil yeah. for about three minutes, and it should be cooked. I can't figure out how to get oil properly heated. Mm. I'm awful at this. I love fried food. I don't do it often, but when I do it, I want it to be delicious. Right. And I'm to the point where I think I'm going to go buy a fryer, like a, an actual machine that knows how to get my oil to the temperature <laughs> I need it. An actual fryer. Because I put this corn dog in, and I'm not kidding when I say I dropped this in the oil and it turned black in less than 10 seconds. And I went, well, there goes eh, that experiment. That didn't work out for me. And I tried it again. That did not work. And uh, I was pissed. Yeah. I was actually in a, a bit of rage on Saturday evening because I failed at corn dog making. Look, you guys know how I feel about corn dogs. I have a love affair with corn dogs. They're so good. They're so delightful. Oh, with mustard. It's oh just, it's perfect. It's on a stick. Yeah. It's not messy. Goes down smooth. Love it. And those corn dogs look really good on that broadcast. Do you like that big of a corn dog? That's Mississippi yeah. State corn dog, by the way. And it looked like about a two footer, but it's a two hander. Not me and you. <laughs> Not me and you. Um, let's get to the rest of this late in college football, shall we? We had a quarterback get benched this weekend. DJ Ui Ungalele at Clemson. He got benched. They came back and beat Syracuse 27 21. Yeah, that was interesting. So the post game, uh, DJ was asked about it. And by the way, Dabo, to his credit, would like instantly put it to bed that there was a competition. He said, that's our guy. He's our guy next week. You can write that right now. Well, yeah, until he starts like 6 of 16 (laughs) with a pick, and then he's going to get benched. But DJ, I thought, handled it really maturely. He said, I mean, he's gone. He's going to transfer. Okay, yeah, he is. Or maybe he tries his hand at the NFL. But like... Eh. You know, he he basically took it in stride. He said, you know, coach is going to make the best move. That's his decision. I support it. I do whatever we can to win games. He didn't play well, and I thought it was ironic. I was I saw the box score of that game because I wasn't watching it right away, and I laughed, and I went, me and Dirt both had a blurb on our show this week where we said, hey, he's having a nice little season. Yeah, he was playing good going into that game. And, and, uh, and then he got pitched. That changed rather quickly. No, I'm with you. I, you want to handle the thing the right way. You don't want to be the guy that tanks the team and makes it all about you. So credit to DJ for that. I He's gone, though. There's, I mean, he's not sticking around at Clemson. Uh, the rest of the season, maybe, they're going to try and keep him the starter. But if he struggles again... I mean, you got a bit of a Trevor Lawrence, and uh, who, was, who was the cat that he replaced? Dexter? No, not Dexter. Kelly Bryant. Kelly Bryant, yeah. Well, I'll tell you right now, if he He's is a bit tra- of that vibe right now. Yeah, there's a lot of that vibe. But if, if DJ is going to transfer, I, 
every team should be lining up out the door because if I've learned anything in college football, it's you want the guy that nobody wanted on the transfer portal. <laughs> That's the new trend. Because he's going to become good. Thank you, Jalen Hurts, for starting the trend. Yeah, Here yeah. we go, Bo Nix. There is no doubt about that. I've had a lot of people tweet or text or ask, hey, what do you think about DJ coming to Oregon? They were his second finalists. I got my let. Let's let's not put the car too far in front of the horse. I right? tell you what, Oregon State is looking at DJ. Hey, come on! You should send him a gift basket now. You should send him some of that Reese's, some of those baked beans. Come on, DJ, come out to Corvallis. Um, all right, so that happened in college football. How about the TCU Kansas State game? That game was wild. Is TCU legitimate? Yeah, yeah. I think they're well. I think both those teams are legitimate. Speaking to Kansas State, up eighteen at TCU. Adrian Martinez got hurt. They didn't even talk about it. That was kind of random. He went out and it was like he's out. Do like, you know why? No. They didn't have a sideline report. Oh, I know for the that. Game. Yeah, I don't know why he left. What was the injury? I still, I didn't look it up. But like, what are we doing? We're on a major broadcast, a top ranked team, two top ranked teams, and we don't have a sideline reporter. Well done, Fox. How about you stop paying <laughs> Urban Meyer and his disgusting human nature, and actually have you know a sideline reporter to tell us why a quarterback goes out as early as he did. I still think Kansas State's a really good team. Yeah. I think you have to buy into TCU, man. Like, will they go undefeated? Probably not. But damn it, they're having a great season. Sonny Dykes turned that thing around, and they're doing it with a backup quarterback. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, man. They, they, their offense can get it going. It starts taking shots down the field. It's explosive. They're, they're fun to watch. I, you know, that first time I saw them this year was against Kansas, and I don't really know what to make of the Big 12 and who's good and who's bad and all that. But... Is it no di- I, I don't think it's different than the Pac-12, to be honest with you. Ooh, who do you think, like, is the top of the Pac-12 the same as the top of the Big 12 in your mind? In my mind, yeah. Like, if you matched up, so who are the top four in the Pac-12 would be Oregon, UCLA, Utah, USC. and USC? Those are your top four. And your top four in the Big 12 would be TCU, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, State um, uh, Kansas State, maybe, if you still want to put them there. Kansas State, I think, deserves it. And then I I, I honestly would look at... Is Texas still there? I even would though still they got put worked? Texas in there, yeah. Okay. It's, it's not easy to win at Stillwater. That line was kind of fishy all week. It was right at six. They got off to a great start, and you thought, oh, here comes Texas, and then they only scored three points in the second half. Well, and you were through three picks, but I, I do want to defend it a little bit, like that, especially that last pick. Like They yeah. were driving with a minute left. That kid should have caught the football and you know not let it tip to a DB. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I still think Texas is good. Like I, Texas and Utah played on a neutral site. I don't know who would win. Do you? I mean, I guess that's an interesting we, point. You'd probably lean Utah, but like we're lean the Pac-12 schools. Yeah, but we're admittedly Pac-12 biased. Like we, we, we love, especially our show. I You're mean, not, not to discourage any other show here, but like we love Pac-12 football. So we're going to be a little biased towards it. But like if you told me Oklahoma State, Texas, TCU, um, Kansas State, yeah, I'd put them in the conversation with any of the top four. Maybe Oregon's above it. Maybe USC too. But like... Yeah, I think the top four in the Big 12 is pretty damn close to the top four in the Pac-12. You're not wrong. I'm wearing Pac-12 glasses sometimes when I look at matchups. Uh, last one in the, the college football slate from this weekend. I don't. The, the Washington-Cal game was the serious challenge of how long can I stay awake because that thing was 6 nothing at the half and there was 48 people in the stands. That, yeah, that and then is. they interviewed Marshawn Lynch and he dropped a mother effer and that was kind of funny. You're like, all right, hey, Marshawn, thanks for the wake-up call. He was totally hitting on the sideline gal too. That was a little, kind of an interesting, awkward vibe with his mom there. And yeah, it, well, I was, I was actually happy to see Justin Forsett, though. I was, too. I like Justin Forsett. I thought he's kind of underrated in the Cal running back conversation. It was funny how he, Marshawn Lynch, gave Forsett a hard time about he's never heard him cuss and then dropped two cuss words live in a national right TV there. interview. Yeah. Uh, but the Huskies won 28-21, just like we all predicted, right? Their offense struggled. It, it woke up in the second half. 
Cal, I just I still don't know what to make of Cal. Penix threw the ball 51 times. Washington got away with some pretty bad clock management late in this game. They for sure like just did. Throw, like, just run the football, Run the dude. football, Kalen DeBoer. Man. Don't outthink the room here. Make them burn a timeout. He threw it with like 218 left. Yeah. Cal got to keep a timeout. And I just thought, why would you do that? Run the football. Just run the ball. Make them use their timeouts and put them in a tougher situation. Won't get talked about because, well, it's Cal. There was a Cal receiver that made a sensational touchdown grab late to cut that to a one-score game and get anybody that bet Cal plus a seven-and-a-half a backdoor cover. Nice little cover. Because if he doesn't catch that ball, they're not scoring that touchdown. Nope. And so I thought that was of note. And I think watching Washington play, hell of a year so far for the Huskies. I think you got to be really happy with where it's going. Yeah, they got to bowl eligible. Same as Oregon State, 6-2, and two, bowl eligible. I cannot wait for that game next weekend. I, yeah. I know we got games this weekend, and we won't largely talk about it, but damn, is that a huge one because there's demons in Seattle to conquer and also very winnable game for Oregon State. Washington plays a style of football that I think can keep Oregon State right there, and I think their defense is vulnerable enough for Oregon State to do some things. I'll hold that opinion to next week, but I circle in that game right now. It's a funny uh, strength versus strength, weakness versus weakness. Washington's strength is their offense. Oregon State's strength is their defense. Oregon State's weakness is, you would argue, their offense this year, and Washington's weakness is clearly their defense. But their offense has got to be feeling better. They put 24 on a good Washington State defense. They just hung 42. Like Maybe their offense is starting to feel better, whereas Washington has that game at home. And we talked about this for Oregon-UCLA. Home field advantage is Home big, man. Home field advantage is massive. And it's been huge for the Huskies this year. They've been a, It feels like a different team at home than they have yeah. been on the road. So they get that game in Corvallis. So there you go. There's the rest of your uh, your slate around college football. Congrats to the Huskies on getting a bowl eligibility. They got a bye week, take on Oregon State, and then on the road at Oregon. They got Colorado left on the schedule. So you imagine it worse there. You're finishing 7-5 and five, uh, with obviously the Apple Cup at the last week of the season. Maybe you get Oregon State, maybe you pull off another upset. But 7-5 and five from where they were at 4-8 and eight last year, that's a step in the right direction. I think you got a shot to get eight wins i can't believe you talked about college football and you're really not going to bring up what duke did uh well yeah duke beat the crap out of miami that was kind of funny i, I they're broken down there they are and i don't think enjoying every second of it eight I, I turnovers eight turnovers. eight turnovers that's the most since when again i i forgot what the year it was but like i think it's oh nine and then he threw the players under the bus said if you're that not 1909 yeah, <laughs> yeah it might be 1909 <laughs> they were up in this game they were they were up and then, yeah, he threw the players in the but basically said, if we don't have guys willing to work hard, they're not going to be here. He's not introspective. He has the he inability to self-analyze. An ass. Yeah. And, and, oh, my God. We knew this when he was here. This and- is why we're feeling so good in Eugene right now, man. We're feeling great. That guy's gone. He's tanking another program, and the new staff clearly knows what they're doing. And they're blaming uh, What's-His-Nuts, who they brought over, the assistant. who's Josh called- Gaddis. Josh Gaddis, who might leave to the Charlotte 49ers job because – you know, that would make a lot of sense to go from being an OC at a power five to coaching Charlotte 49ers football. <laughs> right. But like they're blaming him. And I'm like, you think that's his offense? Yeah. You think that's all on him? We got a long sample size here of bad offense. And some people don't want to point it out for some reason. Are they going to go bowling? They might not. They're, they, their schedule is way tougher in the back half than it was in the first half. And the first half. They haven't played. I think they still got to play Clemson. They're not winning that game. Hold on, let me pull it up real quick. I know we got to go. So yeah. they they were, I mean, Duke was a winnable game. North Carolina was a winnable game. Middle Tennessee State should have won, right? Yep. Uh, so they go on the road to Virginia. In the last four weeks, though, they got Florida State, who's not bad. Florida State's a decent little Florida team. Florida State, I think I would beat that. I'd pick them to win that game. You're probably going to get Georgia Tech. They fired their coach. That program's in disarray, but I don't think anything's a guarantee. And then you close with Clemson and Pitt. 
You lost to Middle Tennessee State. I don't exactly. think there's a game you circle and say that's a win. And you got to get three wins in your last five. So you, Virginia, Florida State, Georgia Tech, Clemson, Pitt. You got to get three of those just to go to a bowl game this year. Is he going to figure that out? No, I don't think he is. You know how I feel, man. I, I think he has a fatal flaw as a coach. He has the inability to trust other people with offense. Too much ego. He has way too much ego. He's way too stubborn. He cannot look inward and say, how am I failing as a coach? His only reaction is, we got to be tougher. we got to be more physical. Yeah. Like, sure, you win games with toughness and physicality. They help. But you also win it by out-scheming and out-coaching the other team. And he, has the, he just doesn't have the ability to do that. He is an elite recruiter. He is a great developer of offensive lines, but he is a limited head coach. He always has been and he always will be until he acknowledges those weaknesses, and nothing has shown me that he will acknowledge those weaknesses. Landing in the postgame, harping on physicality. They wanted to be physical in the second half. It turns out you can be physical and have, you know, an entertaining, good brand of offensive football at the same time. Yep, it's, it's doable. No Oregon coach has ever left for another job and then left that next job on their own accord. Every single one has been fired. Touche. So, we'll see if another one's added to the list. There's too much money involved. They're going to give them at least three years. All right, let's get to a couple of old quarterbacks who, what the hell's going on here, man? And are we buying that either of them can turn this around? We'll get into that coming up next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, let's get to a couple of old quarterbacks, shall we? They have dominated the NFL for a long time. Is the rest of the NFL hitting them with the Vince Carter, it's over, Jeff? And the two guys I'm talking about lost to the Carolina Panthers and the Washington Commanders this weekend. Well, you're selling one short here and not putting him in the conversation. Who else am I missing? Someone needs to have a conversation about Matt Ryan looks the most of. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that I'm not surprised by that, though, because he's looked done for a while. I, I way overestimated what yeah. the Colts would be this year. They look horrible. I mean, they're, yeah, they're, yeah. They, they can't run the football. Their offensive line isn't good. They need a full-on restart. <laughs> Blow it up, baby. Uh, you had Aaron Rodgers going into Washington this weekend. He has now lost three straight games to the Giants, the Jets, and the Commanders. He was 23 of 35 for 194 yards. Oof. Woof. Uh, Tom Brady went on the road to Carolina, fresh off of a loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers as a 2 Tuddy favorite, basically. I think that line was somewhere around the 12 range. 
Uh, he was 32 of 49 for 290 yards, no touchdowns. They scored three points. I, I, I saw somebody tweet this. It might have been Florio or somebody. I, I, it's hard to disagree with it. I don't know if this is everything that goes into it. I think the offensive line injuries in, in training camp that we talked about at length are a looming issue for Tampa. Is he all in right now? Well, I mean, I, I think that's that's a very fair question to be asking. I mean, he went to a wedding. He's left the, the camp. Like, he did the most unbrady-like things. He left camp for two weeks. There was a report about how nasty their split's getting between him and Giselle. I think the New York Post or something Oh, I'm that. sure. Like, yeah, well, it's a very it's private or public relationship, and that private stuff is going to continue to get leaked. I mean, look at no further than uh, Jason Sudeikis and Olivia Wilde, like the nanny coming out and – Boy, that story was wild. Like, that stuff is going to start coming to the light more and more. And I, I actually – this sounds stupid because the man is worth a half a billion dollars. and what. It's, it's kind of sad to me. Like, we don't know all the details of all the private stuff, okay? I, I can't speculate. But what, what we do know is she publicly did not want him to play. Yeah. He seemed to retire until Adam Schefter tweeted he's retired without him getting to say I'm retired. And then he came back. And there was another report saying that she was furious, that he lied to her. And, like, without caring about that, it's just kind of sad to me to watch this middle road team and watch his play. And, like, he's just addicted. I, I, you can put this however you want, and we largely do this in sports. We, we, we mask up our imperfections as competitive fire. Like, we, we, we phrase it in such a weird way to me. Like, a, a Kobe or Jordan is a, an absolute a-hole to a teammate. Good. It's an, it's a, that's competitive dog. I love it. Like, no, that's awful. You shouldn't treat your teammates like that. I don't care if the, the end result is a championship. You're acting like a piece of crap. And we're doing this with him. Like, oh, look at this fire burns. He's still dominating, and he, he's so passionate and competitive. It's kind of sad. He had everything laid out for him. Walk away, dude. You literally can prove nothing to me. Win a Super Bowl, my opinion doesn't change. No. Not get to the Super Bowl, my opinion doesn't change. And he basically said, I can't stop. It's an addiction. It's an addiction. There's no other way I can. Are you watching the postgame stuff, by the way? It's, yeah. He's bizarre. There's weird stuff. There's weird energy with this guy. He shot his face up with Botox. Uh, He doesn't even look the same anymore. It's just awful right now for them. The the benefit for them is they play in one of the worst divisions in pro football. (laughs) I go to Green Bay. I don't know what you do with that. And I don't know how fixable it is. And. Like, he's Aaron Rodgers is throwing behind the line of scrimmage the most of any quarterback in the league, mm-hmm. right? So all these Rodgers, Rodgers is this, Rodgers is that. Rodgers ain't doing anything. He's not making an impact. His offense has been dreadful. And I, I just don't know what to make of either situation. I would assume the Bucks are more easily fixable because they play in the worst division. But, like, they're such great quarterbacks historically that I'm not ready to write them off, and yet I – any other quarterback would be doing what they're doing. I'd say, well, we that's be killing them, right? Yeah. I, well, I am killing them, yeah. but you're not ready to completely write it off yet. There is some of that for sure. I mean, hell, I gambled on the Packers this weekend. I took them in Sprague in the line. I thought they're, they're going to bounce back. You're playing the commies. There's no chance you lose that game. Right. You've lost to the Giants and the Jets back-to-back weekends. I've seen the Packers be good basically my entire life with different quarterbacks, and Rodgers wins a ton of games every year. This is the, the playoff stuff be damned. Like, I... I figured they'd bounce back. They got off to a decent lead. They had the pick six early in the game to go 14-3, and I thought, here we go. They're going to win this game. And then they did nothing offensively until the fourth quarter. He finally scrambled and hit Aaron Jones, but it wasn't enough, and their defense couldn't get off the field. I don't I don't genuinely know how to feel about either of them going forward. I don't. I just For Brady, like part of this is 
his age. Like, he's old as hell, man. Like, he had a line last week where he jokes saying he wants to play till he's 50. Like, dude, stop. Stop with the age stuff. Like, you're 45 years old. We've said it forever. The father time's undefeated. Now, he's lasted longer in that fight than every other athlete in history has. But it is still undefeated. And eventually it catches up to you, especially when you have a banged-up offensive line and you can't run the football. It's all on him. He had to throw the ball 49 times this weekend. And almost all of them seem to go to Mike Evans. <laughs> all of them. And Mike Evans dropped a touchdown pass. And then some of them are behind him. Like, they just – they have no rhythm, no sync offensively. And for Rodgers in Green Bay, like – Part of the problem when they traded Devontae Adams was I didn't know how to feel about Matt LaFleur as a game planner and a play designer and getting guys open. Like, Kansas City has moved on without a blink without Tyreek Hill. Did you see what Mahomes – I mean, I know you did because you watched that game. Mahomes threw for 423 and three touchdowns. It's why I love the over. I mean, it's you're talking about one of the more efficient offenses we've ever seen. And Tyreek Hill is having an amazing season in Miami. They've moved on without a hitch. Both sides are working out well. There's no real winner right there in that situation. That's a total win-win trade. Miami needed a playmaker. They got one for Tua. Kansas City didn't want to pay him. They needed some draft capital and all that. It was a win-win for both of them. Green Bay's offense has not been the same without Devontae Adams. And there was this notion of, well, now Rodgers will spread the ball around more. Now he's going to get more guys involved, and he won't just target one guy it just it has not happened man they have not looked good offensively really all season and so I, I'm with you in a certain sense like a part of me saying it's Brady it's Rodgers they're gonna figure it out it's week seven we always have these overreactions they're only one game below 500 they're not one in six but golly man it, it is hard to have any confidence going forward Green Bay plays at Buffalo on Sunday night is anybody picking them to win that game? I mean, if the points get high enough, I might have to take points just out of principle. But, like, no, I'm not picking them to win. And the Buccaneers are at home on Thursday night against the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, and they're a home dog. They're a home dog. They're a home I, dog to Lamar and the I've Ravens. I've already looked at my early spring in the line picks. I'm going I'm to take Baltimore in that game, really? man. I do. Baltimore keeps almost choking all these games away. It's pissing I, me off. I, yeah, they, they uh, have. They haven't looked great in the fourth quarter. You know, this is the first time Brady's been sub-500 since 2002. Yes. <laughs> Isn't that yeah. crazy? It's, I mean, this is, you could argue, outside of maybe that loss to Tennessee in his last game in New England. It's insane. This is one of the lowest moments of his career. It's pretty bad. They've lost to the Steelers and the Panthers in back-to-back weeks. And I know they didn't show up the way that they had previous. Like, I I, I mentioned their division. The South is just dreadful. I, I You know, who wins on a neutral site? Like, Atlanta or Tampa Bay? I, I kind of want to lead Atlanta. <laughs> they at least have, they're creative offensively. They've got yeah. playmakers in the backfield. They doing some things with Mariota. They got Pitts now back from his yeah. injury. Like, yeah. I just, yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, there's a lot of circling going, what's going on there? Denver, Tampa, Green Bay, and your boy. I sprayed the line on the Seahawks. I didn't know they dominate the Chargers like that. Their like, offense is broken, man. And and I'm, I'm, I'm now to the point where I'm worried about his growth. Yeah. Because that offense is bad, and he's starting to kind of He's not pushing the ball down the field. His targets aren't healthy. And it feels like he's gotten hit so hard with that rib injury that he's kind of getting rid of it a little early. And so, like, there's a lot of signs there in L.A. Like, if they miss the playoffs, I, I, if I'm GM, I'm panicking. You and have reacting. to. I'm if, moving on from that If guy. you don't make the playoffs, you have to fire the coach and bring in an offensive guy. You mind. need an offensive guy with that. Uh, on that note, week seven, length of average completion in the NFL. Your top three, Mariota. How about that? Ten yards. There That's usually not something he does. Burrow, Mahomes, Lawrence. Kind of normal names, right? Burrow almost threw for 400 yards. In, in the, the first, first half, dude. <laughs> you know where Herbert was? You know what his average yard per length per completion was? Three yards. Wow. Three yards. For a guy you can argue has the strongest arm in the NFL. Yeah. It's nothing but checkdowns and underneath dink and dunk screens. Like, it's just, that offense sucks, man. I said it last week. It's a high school offense. It's embarrassing to watch sometimes. And I, I feel for them. I hope they, 
Part of me wants him to lose, so they bring in a good coach, but part of me also wants him to win because I want Herbert to win. Yeah. But some, some interesting notes out of the NFL. Brady and Rodgers, they look done, but hey, is this it? Or are they going to turn it around? We'll find out another week. They both have tough matchups uh, this upcoming week. The World Series is set. We got some poll questions. We'll close it up there next on the. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight better the reward you put in the hours the energy the tough labor you are a fighter medela is your reward medela the mark of a fighter drink responsibly beer imported by crown import chicago illinois now with the mlb app you can get baseball your way Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Well, you heard it from Philly itself there. That is, uh, the World Series is set. The Phillies are taking on the Astros. Great game yesterday between Philly and uh, San Diego. San Diego looked like they were going to get a win and send it back to Petco Park for a game six, down three to two, and then Bryce Harper hit a two-run bomb in the bottom of the eighth inning to give him uh, the lead, and he is having an unbelievable postseason, man. Bryce Harper's been a lot of fun to watch. Uh, All-time great stuff. Do we still not want to hand out big contracts? Is that still a thing? Big contracts can't win in baseball. Uh, yeah, that's I mean, I don't think that's a narrative anymore for okay. people. It tends to go away once somebody with a big contract okay. plays well. It's just like, remember a couple of years ago, don't pay a wide receiver. Exactly. Yeah, you can't do that. Uh, yeah, I think that's idiotic at this point. Uh, look, I, I'm actually deathly afraid of what happens to the city of Philadelphia if their football and baseball teams win championships. They were already, they had to grease the poles yesterday because people climb yes. up on the telephone poles and light, traffic lights and all that, and they tear them down. Like, I'm legitimately concerned that, the city of Philadelphia will want to break away from the state of Pennsylvania and be their own country. <laughs> There's also a scary scenario that you should look into if you're somebody that invests your money in the, oh, I don't know, stock market. And Every time the Phillies win a World Series, the, the, there is a global recession. Every time. Great. Thank you for bringing that up. History backs it up. We hadn't heard that in the last couple weeks, that there's a recession looming. Haven't heard that. You might want to root for the Houston Astros. I'm just saying. Uh, By the way, the note on it, the Astros won 106 games in the regular season. The Phillies won 87. The 19-win difference is the second largest in World Series history. The only one that tops it was the one that Swigart vividly remembers. He was there uh, going all those games. Uh, The 1906 116-win Cubs actually lost the World Series to the 93-win Chicago White Sox. I remember Swag talking about what it was like at that last game and yeah. seeing them lose it. It was heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. In many ways. And he was you're a big both Cubs going fan. to hell. <laughs> you don't believe in hell, That's so right. we yep. can't go somewhere you don't believe. That's the rules. <laughs> um, Pac-12 power rankings for me. Yeah, what do we got? I uh, text them to you guys. Continue to get no text back on this, so I love doing it. Um, uh, I got a bit. I got a beef with your head-to-heads here. Head-to-heads don't matter in Brandon Sprague's polling, huh? Well, the problem is you're too far in for the head-to-head to play a factor. Early, it makes sense, but we are past the midway point of Pac-12 play here. Okay. I your head-to-heads won't always make sense because your head-to-head can be probably countered by a different head-to-head that won't make any sense. So now you got to go off gut. <laughs> this is Pac-12 power rankings. These are my eyeballs, okay? okay what do we got? Oregon won. Yeah. They have been now for some time. I deserve a little credit for that. You do? 
USC is two. Oh, okay. UCLA is three. Oh, Utah fourth, even though they have a head-to-head win over USC. Yeah, come back, and it was gifted one touchdown. Utah four. <laughs> Oregon State five. UW six. Wazoo seven. Stanford eight. Cal okay. nine. Okay. Arizona State ten. 11 is Arizona, and 12 is, of course, Colorado. Yeah, no disagreements there down at the bottom. Uh, all right, Beavers going bowling. What's the record going to be? 42% of you say nine and three. Oof. Fingers crossed, baby. Be a hell of a year. I answered eight and four. Uh, Oregon dominates UCLA. What was their final record going to be? The number one answer, ten and two. That's what I answered. Uh, what quarterback play has surprised you the most? Forty-six percent of you say Geno Smith. That's also what I answered. Bo Nix, close second at thirty-eight percent. Yeah. There you go. There's your poll questions today. Well, we have a lot we didn't get to today. A lot we didn't get to. Barely a tip of the iceberg. Portland back in action tonight against Denver. You got the Pats going on Monday Night Football. I need a Pats cover to go two and one and spring in the line. <laughs> Come on, New England. I'm rooting for you because uh, I also too like New England here. I don't know how the Bears score more than ten points. Yeah, I mean you got a three and zero weekend. Come on, you got to root for it. We got rising tides lift all boats, baby. Uh, if you missed it, we had Mike Jorgensen on earlier this morning. Go check that breaking down the UCLA game. That will do it for us. Thanks so much for being a part of our Monday, everybody. We will talk to you tomorrow at six a.m. Call it us next. You're listening to 1080 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.